Welcome back. Joining me now to unpack the day's markets action, David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Lonoabo Makubela from Perpetua. Thanks, gentlemen, for joining us. David, why are the markets so chipper today? China. You know, it's, it's all about China. And no one expected this. I mean, these rumors are gathering momentum. Yeah. Uh, they're going to start easing um, their whole policy on lockdown, which can have major ramifications for the Chinese economy. Remember, this has been holding back everything from the demand for commodities to even uh, middle class spending or people going out there and spending. So this is the kind of day that we wish for after a miserable week uh, inspired by Mr. Powell or Mr. Bailey. Uh, it's a wonderful way to end. But, so, uh, yeah, it's all about China. But just still sticking with you, David, I mean, these are just rumors. I, I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, I'm not understanding because now, when was it? Two weeks ago, you had the markets mm. panicking um, after Xi Jinping mm. was confirmed for a third term that they were worried that, you know, the, 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 that policy is still going to be restrictive. And now they're going on a rumor. So, so I, I think one of the big points, uh, Zanotti, is that um, they do want to look for growth. And this has come from government. And I think that's why the markets are, are uh, pushing like this. You know, we're mm. kind of translating that into a view that um, they will start easing lockdown uh, restrictions. So it's good news. It's good news for everybody. You know, and even the U.S. markets now are up. Um, yeah. And that we're going to have to try and explain so <laughs> okay Lonabo, maybe you can explain it so the u.s markets are up and of course it's after that non-farm payrolls report for october that uh, has come out hotter than expected so 261,000 jobs added uh, compared to 205,000 that were expected by analysts i, I don't know because it comes it kind of uh, seems like a mixed picture because you have this growth in in the the jobs being added but then unemployment now ticking up higher back to 3.7 percent what are you making of that yeah i mean and then especially you put it in the context of the previous month that was updated up you know upgraded upwards yeah i um, mean you know, also points to like a labor market that remains quite strong um and inflation that probably actually remains higher than what the market would like you know so mm. i also was a bit confused actually by the by the reaction yeah um but i think probably the maybe the market is just cheering that it's you know it's not much worse than um you know in terms of inflation and yeah. jobs growth than, than what it could have been and um, so there's a bit of a relief rally oh, um, but yeah. I, but i think also broadly like shares have been sold down and you know you probably find that they've they're finding a bottom now um you know with with valuations are a lot more attractive i mean even these you know, um, tech companies now are trading on, you know, we can find them trading on 10 multiples, you know, so yeah, at some point, I guess the, you know, they become attractive enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe markets are also celebrate cheering the unemployment figure that's now up because you know that there's this whole thing, good news is bad news and bad news is good news. I don't know. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. that we should be celebrating that people are being not getting jobs. You know, I can't yeah. get my mind around that, that we should hope that uh, unemployment, sorry, that employment yeah. is down. I mean, what country operates like that? Yeah. It just shows you how confused everything is. Yeah. So I'm with Lenwabo uh, that I, 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 you know, I think that we're scraping the bottom now. And uh, I think that we're going to have a little bit of a run into the new year, despite 
what we've, you know, despite what we've heard now. Yeah. Lenobo, um, do you think that the Fed um, in their messaging on Wednesday was accommodative or restrictive? <laughs> yeah, I think they, they walked a very fine balance, you know, um, because there was one um, comment um, that they made, um, you know, about, uh, you know, that it doesn't matter how fast they raise rates, what matters is where they peak, you know, so almost one could read that they might say we're slowing down the pace of increase, mm -hmm. but what really matters is where we peak. So they really, I think they kind of hedged uh, themselves there, yeah. um, you know, but, and they also raised like concerns about, you know, labor inflation that's remained a bit stronger than what, you know, they, they would have liked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I think they have, I mean, the, the truth is that they are being, I think as, they've said in the past, being very data dependent and they want to keep their options open. Yeah. Um, yeah. David, your thoughts? I, I mean, do you think that... I, I think just... they're confused. I think yeah. they're very confused. Yeah. You know, that's why I laugh when you ask <laughs> what, to, what to say, you know. Yeah. Is it, it, there was a little bit of dovishness. There was yeah. a little, little bit of hawkishness. And, and, so was uh, it a case and, of them and, trying and so... to please everybody? Yeah, well, I don't think so. I think I think they're very confused. At least Andrew Bailey from the Bank of England was quite clear. Yeah, you know, and he expressed really, we don't really know. Mm -hmm. So we don't know where that terminal rate is, and I don't even think the governor knows. You know, the Fed governor knows. So it would be better if he didn't say anything and just said, "This is what <laughs> we're doing." I think the markets would be more satisfied because yeah. uh, anyway. Yeah. So I, I I just look there, and I still think that the signs that we're getting now are starting to show exhaustion and uh, you know that that inflation is peaking somewhere will peak pretty soon and that at least we'll have a rally against it yeah um just on that i mean uh, uh david mentions the bank of england and how andrew bailey was quite clear as much as um they had their biggest hike in about 33 years a 75 basis point hike but going forward they basically said that they will keep in mind the risks that are out there for the economy of course it's widely believed that the UK is already in a recession. Lonoba, what are you thinking now about the path going forward for the Bank of England? Yeah, I mean, I think they, you know, they're in a very precarious position in, that in as much as they can see that the economy is, is softening. I mean, you can imagine what, you know, these interest rate hikes have done to, you know, mortgages, you know, combined with the high energy prices. I mean, you can see how consumers have noticed disposable cash you know it's, it's basically gone into all these increases you know but when one looks at i guess how the market behaved and how the pound behaved and you know so they do also have to instill confidence in in that you know and i'd argue that the it, once you lose the market's confidence it's much harder to gain back you know so i wouldn't be surprised if their priority is actually keeping the market's confidence and that might mean going further than they would like to, even though they can see that things are weak. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Let's get to MTN uh, releasing um, their Q3 results today. David, as expected, those numbers, quite good. Yeah, they're very good. I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an MTN fan, not because of the immediate results they're producing, but where they positioned in a... You know, when things do turn around, um, I'm a great believer, even though there have been some 
restrictions now in Nigeria on fintech that uh, eventually the you know companies like MTN will actually dominate that area and and maybe selling other services as well. They've been absolutely hammered on our market, and I think we're getting to levels where one can look at them again. Uh, we always have to qualify when we talk about MTN and Nigeria <laughs> because who knows what can you know. I always yeah. say it comes with a little bit of a health warning yeah. because you never know what the next trick is. But I mean, on the face of it, I think um, you know it, they're very well placed to to uh, you know capture uh, fintech and other other services that they can sell. Yeah, I, I see you nodding, Lenovo. Are you as bullish on MTN? Yeah, I mean, you know, one can see, I mean, the growth is very impressive out of Nigeria, Ghana. Um, you know, we can also see it's trading on an attractive valuation. I mean, the one thing that I guess that concerns me, you know, is that the Naira has only depreciated 7% relative to the dollar year to date. So, you know, they the earnings they report mm. are effectively overstated. You know, mm. if you look at where the Naira is trading in the black market, it's depreciated by much more. I mean, most currencies have lost, you know, double digits relative to the dollar year to date. So I, I do worry what the impact of that will be on future earnings. You know, uh -huh. as the Naira depreciates in future, you'll find that the, the growth in rands won't be as attractive as it looks today. You know, that's right. that's probably my, my only concern. But, yeah. Yeah. Or my major concern. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for that. Let's get to your well, stock picks, gentlemen. David? Well, my stock pick is SD Lauder, but unfortunately it's up 10% already oh. on the Chinese story. I looked at their results, which uh, were quite, you know, quite dramatic yesterday yeah. or the day before. And I thought this was a cheap price for a good company. Mm. And with the Chinese story now unfolding, this is a company that was hurt by what was happening in China. So if this continues, it's it's still a business I think that will do very well. You know, mainly in skincare, it's been affected by lockdown and that. So company with great, uh, with you know, with, with some very very good brands, and I think looking in cheap area. But sadly, I see they're already up ten percent today. So anyway, uh, that doesn't matter. All right, <laughs> all right. Look right. on your side. Yeah, I I went with the asset managers. Um, so maybe coronation case in point. Um, yeah, I think I mean they, they, obviously the shares are down a lot because of what's been happening in the market. Um, you know, so they are proxy on the market, and you know I think that they're actually trading on a ten percent dividend yield on these low earnings. You know, so I think as actually when you look out um, a couple of years, um, you know, markets will be higher, AUM higher, and I think profitability consequently consequently high. I think all asset managers should globally have been hit quite hard in this correction. So I think that's um, that's an opportunity. All right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for your time and for your insights today, just walking us through what has moved the markets today and this week. David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Lonabo Makubela from Perpetua.